Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, June 1st, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. June is busted there out all we over. Go. <laughs> uh, if <laughs> you didn't do it, I was going to do it. Yeah, yeah I was doing um, it. Le- where, is, where is Leslie Uggams when you need her? That's the question uh, always. But- not only is this now June, it is also Tony's month, of course, so we're going to have a lot of Woo! fun stuff heading into it. Ashley, you and I are going to record a pod where we go over, I think, are we going to do uh, our predictions for every single category? I feel like we should. I mean, sure, why not? If we're doing a big old extra or tacked on to the end of another episode episode, yeah. we might as well do a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, I mean, we can do, like, the the technical ones, like, pretty quickly and just kind of run through them. And then if we want to dive into some of the more interesting ones, um, we can do that as well. I'm also going to have an interview, our annual interview and conversation with Oliver Roth about his his algorithm that he used to try to predict the Tonys. So we will do that as well next week. And hopefully some interviews as well. I've got some things lined up. I don't know if they're going to want to do them right away or they might Mm want to wait till the Tonys, but we'll see. Got some things in the hopper. So you'll hear all of that, of course, before you can hear it anywhere else over on patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon. Now, Ashley, we got a lot of news on Wednesday, probably more than I was anticipating, but it started off on yesterday's show. You and I talked about the teases that New York City Center was giving about its 2023 or 2024 encore season, and they didn't make us wait that long because yesterday they announced the complete encore season as well as an additional city center gala presentation which has kind of become part and parcel with what they have done in recent years most recently of course parade which is now probably going to win the tony for best musical revival so let's dive into the season there are some interesting things in this season which i want to talk about and we can get into those a little bit more in depth but Mm -hmm. the season will start on january 24th and run through january 28th with the first show which will be once upon a mattress this one will star sutton foster (laughs) no you're you're sighing already um (laughs) no no stranger to city center and encores related stuff she did an off-center production of violet you Mm -hmm. might remember a few years ago which eventually transferred to broadway interestingly enough that show was Produced on Broadway by Amy Sherman Palladino and her husband, Daniel Palladino. They are, of course, the creators behind Bunheads, which Sutton Foster starred in, as well as Gilmore Girls and the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Amy Sherman Palladino is adapting the book for this new concert presentation of Once Upon a Mattress, so someone that Sutton has worked with many times before. So they're going to be teaming up on that, and Lear de Bessonet, who is, of course, the Encore's artistic director, will be doing the direction for this. So what was the sigh for? Once Upon a Mattress or Sutton? I have a deep attachment to Once Upon a Mattress, and I do not have a deep attachment to Sutton Foster. So I think she's going to be really good. It is not casting that is for me, for a show that I always want to see. But genuinely, I do think she will be good. It's it's weird timing when... uh, Leslie Critzer just did, yeah, did that on, on Maisel. Mrs. Maisel and was so, so great at it. But if we're not doing a direct imitation, I feel like Sutton Foster is a pretty good choice. Yeah, like, I understand that people's mileage varies with Sutton Foster, but, like, yeah. when you're talking about, like, comedic actress to fit totally. Carol Burnett yeah. thing, like, it kind of works. Um, so that will be January, late January. Coming up in late February will be... Um, a concert production of Jelly's Last Jam, yeah. directed by Robert O'Hara. This one is interesting because we don't 
really get Jelly's Last Jam done almost ever. It, of course, features a book by George C. Wolfe and um, is, is, you know, kind of one of those things from an era of, uh, of Broadway where we had a lot of these. This isn't necessarily a review. This is more of a musical, but a lot of these, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the, um, the Fats Waller, uh, review. Ain't misbehaving. You know, Ain't misbehaving and, and those kind of things. We've, we've seen a lot of those. Uh, but this one doesn't get done very often. But interestingly enough, we've talked about this before in recent weeks. I think it was Grace and I. There's another major revival of Jelly's Last Jam happening at the Pasadena Playhouse yep. coming up in May yep. of, two, of 2024. So it's interesting that despite the fact that we don't really see this done very often, we're getting two we're pretty getting two major productions yeah. on opposite sides of the country yeah, just a couple it. months apart. So Once Upon a Mattress in January. Jelly's Last Jam in February. Normally, Encores does them basically in consecutive months, January, February, March. This year, 2023, is a little bit different because they had to reschedule uh, Light in the Piazza because of Ruthie Ann Miles joining uh, Sweeney Todd on Broadway. And actually, she's going to be out of Sweeney Todd for the next week because she has come down mm-hmm. with COVID, yeah. as she said. Um, but so we've got that. Normally, that's the thing. However, the third show from this season won't happen until June. And it will be one that, like, almost makes me want to subscribe again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this will be Maury Yeston and Peter Stone's Titanic. This will be Finally. the first major New York City staging since the original production um, and then a 2014 Lincoln Center concert yeah. reuniting a lot mm-hmm. of the original cast. But, like, a real stage production um, since 1997 when it won uh, the Tony Award for Best Musical. I've seen a concert production yeah. – by um the UFC or UFC UCF Theater UCF down here in Orlando UFC, and I just there you go. UFC that would, that would be, be quite very the different. production it would so I'm like this is fascinating to me this one feels like if it goes well this one could be the next end of the woods or completely parade and transfer to Broadway and it feels um, like that's why they're doing it as is the timing so they have maybe a a closer to fall opening, um, mm-hmm. as well as, I mean, people have been calling for a revival of this for a very long time. So it seems to mm-hmm. fit. But there's more because mm-hmm. they are also going to be doing the City Center Gala, the 2023 City Center Gala, which will happen um, in the fall. Uh, we don't exactly have the dates for that yet, but it will be the long-discussed, long-planned, reconceived production of Pal Joey that is being helmed by Tony Goldwyn and choreographed by Savion Glover. This is something mm-hmm. that we have talked about for years. I yeah. mean, this has literally yeah, been yeah. in the works pre-pandemic. They've done all these things. They've reimagined it, basically focusing on... Um, black artists and musicians in, um, the jazz age. And it will star Ephraim Sykes as Joey. It'll mm-hmm. also feature Jennifer Holiday as Lucille. Uh, yes. Happy Pride. Aisha Jackson as Linda. And then getting into some of the white socialite roles, Elizabeth Stanley is playing mm-hmm. Vera Simpson. <laughs> And Brooke Ashmanskis, who I think is basically Brooks, in a show yes. every season at yes. Encores. Yes, it should yeah, be. He's playing, yeah, he's playing an unspecified role is what the press release says. So we will for see what that is. writing a role for him. It, which, fine, do it. Yeah, Go for do it. it. Do every um, musical should. Yeah, Tony Goldwyn, obviously a star of stage and screen in his own right, helming oh, yeah. this thing. He's been shepherding this 
for many, many years. I think probably five, six, seven years at this point, we've been talking about it. So I don't really have an attachment to pal Joey, but I'm interested with all of the people put together. Yeah, there's uh, excitement that has been drummed up for me for this cast and this musical. I am really excited to see any form of production of it. This could be another one, depending on how the adaptation goes, where it could Mm -hmm. be even like a limited run Broadway transfer. Um, Yeah. And once you attach Jennifer Holiday to it, I mean, I'm in line. Yeah. It, it, again, I think I think Titanic and Pal Joey really yeah, have legs absolutely. if they want to come to Broadway. And I think the way that they are doing these with uh, Pal Joey being in that gala slot in the fall and then yeah. Titanic in June, as you mentioned, that puts them pretty far away. So if they both did want to come in, they would be in separate seasons. Yep. They wouldn't have to worry about competing with each other and they would have the runway completely clear. And I think that there's a really, really decent chance that we see both of those. And I'm not saying both of them are going to happen, but sure. I think if things go well, there's a world where both of those can end up on Broadway in the next year or so. All right. We got. A couple of different awards organizations announcing their awards on Wednesday. I'm going to run through just some of the big ones from both of these. Of course, if you want to see all of them, check out the link in the show notes. Let's start off with the Drama Desk Awards, which at one point were like a huge major cornerstone of the theatrical awards calendar because of some mismanagement and who owns the rights to them. That has not happened in the last couple of years. Like I remember used to like tuning into Theater Mania to watch the live stream when Laura Benanti hosted it and just being an absolute phenomenal show. It was released in a press release uh, on on Wednesday instead. Mm-hmm. There will be a celebration at Sardi's on June 6th to honor the the winners. Mandy Patinkin and his wife, Catherine Grody, will be hosting that. But here are the winners. Outstanding play, Leopoldstadt. Outstanding musical, Some Like It Hot. Outstanding revival of a play, The Piano Lesson. Outstanding revival of a musical, Parade. Outstanding lead performance in a play. There are two winners here because they did go to genderless categories. So the two winners are Jessica Chastain and Sean Hayes. In the outstanding lead performance in a musical category, we had two as well. Annalie Ashford and Jay Harrison G. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. Ooh. Outstanding featured performance in a play, Miriam Silverman for the Sign and Sydney Brewstein's Window. This They did specifically note Brooklyn Academy of Music. I don't know why that's necessary, considering she did it in both places, but nonetheless, it is noted. Um, also, Brandon Uranowitz for Leopold Stott. Outstanding featured performance in a musical, Kevin DeLagula for Some Like It Hot, and Alex Newell for Shucked. Um, and then outstanding direction of a play, Max Webster for Life of a Pie, outstanding direction of a musical, Tommy Kale for Sweeney Todd. Major side eye for that one. Yeah, Just, agreed. Mm, mm, <laughs> Extreme mm. agree. As someone who likes that production significantly more than you did, the direction yes. is a major downfall of that production. Yeah. I there it it needs to be said that Kimberly Akimbo was not eligible because mm-hmm. it had previously been eligible last season. So that is one thing there. But man, I am I continue to be shocked by the Some Like It Hot Love. And that's another show that you liked significantly more than I did. Um Yeah. Sure. I, I mean the other the other nominees and Juliet, Between the Lines, uh F seventh grade, shocked, White Girl in Danger, like I know what I would have voted for, but I think there's probably at least three that I would have put over some like it hot. Um, so I don't know. That's yeah, very surprising sure. to me. Outstanding revival of a play. Um, I like I'm piano lesson was great, but like a doll's house didn't even get a nomination, which is, is shocking to me. So I, I don't know. Like some of these things I'm, I'm very happy about some of them. 
a little shocked by some of the other ones, to be quite honest with you. I guess so. It's kind of that weird overlap with the drama desks, usually, where it's like, like you said, Kimberly Akimbo was nominated this year, but I think it won several things last year. I believe um, so, yeah. And it's, it, you know, this is kind of the last, I would say the last big one before we go into the Tonys. Um, so it's kind of hard to look at this and be like, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so is obviously going to be the clear winner. Um, again, when we're missing things. I mean, Dollhouse, you said being one of them that was missing, Jessica Chastain did win for lead performance in a play along with Sean Hayes, um, which I feel like are maybe two of the front runners there as well. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think Jessica comes down er, for for the Tonys. It comes down to Jessica or Jodie Comer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Didn't Heart to all, tell. she also did not she also did not get a nomination uh either so I don't know it's all weird did Prima these organizations Fa- are strange. Prima Facey Prima Facey get nominated at all um it did get a nomination for outstanding play it did not okay. win um the nominations okay. for that category were a case for the existence of God Fat Ham Leopold Stottwist won Love at Park Avenue Armory Prima Facey and uh, oh, right, Wish right, You Were right. Here okay. from Sanaz Tusi so um let's go over weird. to the other set of awards. Yep. Another set of awards is the Off-Broadway Alliance Awards. The winners here for Best New Play, Fat Ham, Best Play Revival, Endgame, Best New Musical, Titanic, of course. Best Musical Revival, Match. Merrily We Roll Along. Best Unique Theatrical Performance um, goes to Aussie Wins, Inner Circle, and High Prov. Best Solo Performance, Walking with Bubbles. I, w- I walked by that show a couple times because uh, it was down, I think, towards where I was staying in the hotel. But yeah. I don't remember hearing much about it other than that. Um, so congratulations to all of them. All right, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because um, we, it's been a long show already. But last week's Broadway grosses, I was there. I contributed a little bit of money, not very much because I had a lot of press tickets, so I was happy yeah. about. Um, <laughs> but last week's grosses came in at $33,088,397. Attendance was down by like 600 people. So like that's negligible, of course. And the average ticket price came in at $119.82. Overall, the top grossing show was The Lion King at $2,245,982, followed by Hamilton at $1.9 million. Sweeney Todd, again, seven performances at $1.9 million as well. Wicked at $1.8 and MJ at $1.7. The rest of the shows north of seven figures, in descending order are Funny Girl, Aladdin, Cursed Child, Moulin Rouge, and Juliet, Parade, Six, The Book of Mormon, and Some Like It Hot. Prima Facie was just under a million dollars, but it had nine performances last week. But you will remember that one of those was free. So it looks a little weird. Right. It throws off a lot of its averages that there were nine shows last week, but one of them was completely free and nobody paid a single cent to get in. So when you look at those numbers, that is a little wonky there. All right, move on to some other real quick news. Speaking of Sweeney Todd, which you, again, loved more than I did, this mm-hmm. current Tony-nominated revival announced that it will uh, it will uh, it'll go out on a U.S. tour beginning in early 2025, early spring 2025. Now, when you think about that, that's two years from now. But the 2023-2024. Like and a half. Yes, that is correct. But the 2023-2024 season is already booked. So if they didn't want to go out in the fall of 2024 for whatever reason, um, they would have to kind of wait for um, 
you know, for that next wave in the spring. So that is why mm-hmm. it is, is going to be, uh, delayed until the spring of 2025. They did note that the current revival will feature Jonathan Tunick's original 26 piece orchestration, which Good. Uh, is tremendous. The reason I would to imagine see it. the reason to see it because no. there's not a lot else. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not you better much. be. Um, there's gonna, there, I would imagine that there's a lot of, of local musicians that they will bring in on this for mostly for these tours. They so. have a core group of musicians that travel with the show and then they bring in professionals from the cities that they are stopping in. So I imagine to have a 26 piece orchestra that they will do that quite a bit. Speaking of things directed by Tommy Kale, yesterday it was reported that Tommy will be reuniting in one way or another with Lin-Manuel Miranda to adapt Moana for live action for Disney. He will direct it. And we already know that Dwayne Johnson will reprise the role of demigod Maui and uh, Ali Ali Caraglio will be an executive producer on this, although she has already said that she will not appear in the film or at least not as Moana. I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck her in there. Uh, somehow. So, um, of course, Lin Manuel Miranda wrote the score. They teamed up on many, many things, and that is not a surprise at all. And speaking of things that they teamed up on, we will wrap up the show with this. Of course, I was at the Ham for Ham last week. Coming you up were, this week, yeah. they will they will wrap up the season. Not only with Lin Manuel Miranda and the cast of Hamilton, but they will also welcome in the casts of Anne Juliet, New York, New York. And into the woods. Yes. So if you want to be there, uh, it'll start at four o'clock on June 2nd. That will be the final ham for ham of this season. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at No This Is Ashley. And also, I just want to say my nephew, Joey, is standing here watching me. He is hanging out with me Hi, this nephew week. Joey. He can't hear you. I have headphones. Good. In. Um, is that your pal, Joey? He is my pal, Joey. Nice. Uh, say hi. Say hi, Joey. Hi. Hi. So what, is your, <laughs> what is your favorite musical? Six. He loves six. We Extremely saw six in, in Las Vegas. And yes. Hamilton. And Hamilton, which he's also, he's seen both of those. So, Absolutely. Uh, and Frozen, so. Yep. All right. So everybody have a wonderful (laughs) Thursday and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.